I have a whistle right here. Come on, people. Everybody, up. Let's go. We're going to get some training going on. Okay, everybody, can everybody like kind of run in place a little bit? Can we do this? Can everybody do that? Can we do this? Okay, how about this? Can we all go like this? Go up higher. Go up higher. Boy, I wish I had a picture of that. <laughs> Our church is really charismatic. That is awesome. We love that. All right. You know, today we're going to be talking. Oh, you got to see. We're all prepped for the message today, right? We're all ready to go? Hey, well, uh, my name is Pastor Dave, and uh, I want to make a quick announcement. I know we have a few announcements. In two weeks, the Lord Jesus has done amazing things. He has given us a building with our name on it called Oasis. Oh, it should be right up there. And it's an amazing, amazing uh, thing. And in two weeks, we will not be here. We will be at our brand new location on Easter Sunday at a brand new time at 10 a.m. at um, 304 Route 22 West in Springfield, New Jersey. How many of y'all are going to come to this? We didn't do that. God did that. Isn't that crazy? I mean, I know we, we keep talking about it, but I can't shut up about it because we had nowhere to go and we're at Rowan's place and the Lord gave us this, this place here with our name on it. And it's going to be a beautiful time. We're going to reach a lot of people. And by the way, my name is, did I say I'm Pastor Dave already? All right. With the gray beard and all, I get a little like, you know, I don't know what I'm doing sometimes. But uh, we're all, if you're brand new, I'm going to welcome you in the name of Jesus. We're all about Jesus in this place. Uh, we say it every week. Our, our uh, mission statement is to go, grow, give. We want to go bring people to Jesus, grow them up, and then give them back in the world to reproduce. And that's why we have several locations of Oasis. We're meeting in a half an hour. Actually, we're meeting right now. We're in New Brunswick at Rutgers University. Awesome time. But uh, we love you. We, we want to be your church family. Uh, we're, we believe in relationship. It's all about relationship and Jesus. So I just wanted to, to say that. But I do have a video. Is that video ready to go now? All right, I want to show you this quick video. and It'll be an intro to our message.
1976 that thing came out. I was right at Blue Star Shopping Center in Watchung, New Jersey. And when that, when that round went up, everybody went on their feet. We didn't know what was going on. We were on our feet going, come on, let's get it on. <laughs> Rocky, all he wanted to do was go the distance. You saw that quote. He said he didn't care if he wanted, he just wanted to go the distance. Do you know, if you're a Christian, do you know that the Bible has two metaphors? At least two metaphors for the Christian life. One of them is we're in a fight. That's right. And God expects us to go the distance. The other is we're in a race. We are in a, not just a regular race, not just a race like a 100-yard dash. I mean, pretty much all of us can do a 100-yard dash, 40-yard dash. No, this is a race. This is a race for life. This is a race that God wants us to finish. He wants us to finish the course in 1 Timothy chapter 2. Uh, for uh, 1 Timothy 2, 4, 7, we see this, uh, we see that next slide up there. Paul says, I have fought the good fight. He says, I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And building on uh, Mike's great message last week, and for the last few weeks, if you haven't been here, we're going through the book of Romans, but we're taking a little detour. Life takes detours, doesn't it? <laughs> and we're going to talk about that in a second. But over the last two weeks, we're, the theme is still faith. The theme is, how do we not give up faith? How do we not stay down for the count? Why did Rocky get up? His own coach there, human coach, said, stay down, Rocky. Stay down. Something inside of Rocky made him get back up and fight and finish the course. He wanted to finish the course. Your God wants you to finish the course of faith, the race he has set out for you. We're going to talk about this. He wants you to finish strong. He wants you to finish in a way that you're never going to give up. In fact, the word quit is not in God's vocabulary. In fact, the scripture says that he wants us to continue on in faith victoriously over all types of things. How many of us from time to time, and I'll make a confession in a second, uh, feel like quitting. How many of the Christian life, we just feel like quitting, that it's like, man, this life is too hard. How about life in general? It, I mean, I want to check out. Any of you guys want to check out sometime? Maybe you're sick, maybe you lose a job, maybe it's a relationship issue, and, and your faith is strained. Your faith just, you're wondering, where's God? You're wondering what's going on in my life. And here, this is a, a, a scripture here from 2 Timothy 4, 7. Forgive me. Uh, where Paul says that. And this whole idea of quitting, of not giving in, of always going forward, always pushing toward the finish line, we're going to talk about that. And the Bible, as you go in the next uh, slide, the Bible has a lot to say about this. And I just feel it's encouraging for us to, to go here today. I myself, uh, last, uh, last night, I, I, I don't know what it is, you know, I, I'm feeling a little burned out, a little weary. Any of us can identify with that in life? It gets like that sometimes. <laughs> like that. And, and, and we could, we could like want to just give in, want to just stay down. And I felt like that. Like even as I'm doing this message, how crazy is that? I'm doing a message, and I'm supposed to be like uh, all victorious and getting up here today, but at, at around 1 o'clock in the morning, I'm going, Lord, I don't know if this is going to work. I'm like, I'm tired, and, and, and you know, it's hard to be a church planter, we're moving to another, it's hard, it's hard living the Christian life. It's hard living a holy life. 
It's hard living when, you're, when things aren't going as it seems. It's real easy to live, you know, to say, yay, God, and you're so excited about life, and, and you have that oomph when things are going well. But when things start going down, then it, it gets kind of tough, right? When the team starts losing, it, it's kind of tough. So what's going on here is, is, as you see, the Bible has two metaphors for our life. One is a race, the other is a fight. And these are some of the uh, verses. We're going to be in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 to 3 today. But it's very interesting that that word in Greek, in 2 Timothy uh, 4, 7, and in Hebrews 12, 4, is the exact same Greek word. In other words, the word that's translated in English, fight, and the word that's translated race, how's that possible because of the, the grammar of the Greek? It's exactly the same meaning. It means agonos, which where we get our word agony from, which where we get the word struggle. It's a struggle. God's saying, this race, this journey you're on, and if you're a Christian today, if you're a Christian, God is calling on this amazing journey. He's saying, daughter, he's saying, son, I want to take you to places you have never been before. I want to take you to the highest Mountaintops. I was. I don't go anywhere. I'm like Mr. New Jersey, and I only flew twice in my life. But my dream is I want to see the world. You know, like like, like George Bailey. I want to see everything. And, and but God says, if you follow me, if you trust me, when you become my child, I'm going to take you on a journey that you're not going to believe. The heavens are going to open up. The angels will descend. You're going to see amazing, wonderful, crazy things. I'm going to take you through mountains, through, through oceans, through deserts. Deserts, that sounds kind of rough. Yeah, through deserts. And, and the thing is, though, the catch, it's going to be a struggle. It's going to take faith. And continuing on that, that, that theme that Michael was saying, it's going to take a faith where we're going, to have, we're going to be at a point in our lives where we're going to be so desperate, so desperate that we may feel like giving in, laying down for 10 years. And today we're going to talk about that idea there of struggle. How, how do we, as, as, as Christians, deal with that? If you're not a believer in Jesus today, we love you. You don't know what you're missing out on. Yes, it's a struggle, but life without Jesus is more of a struggle. You're going to have a struggle either way, but with Jesus, he says, I'm going to walk through with you. I'm going to be your coach. I'm going to like prepare you. I'm going to take you through this, this journey, but without Jesus, it's not. If you're not a believer, all it takes is repentance in him to say, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I know I screwed my life up. I know I can't do anything. I need your, your help. I need desperate help in you. I need a drink of water, too. And, and, and you're going to get thirsty. And you're going to go through times like this. So I want to encourage you to... Um, thank you. I want to encourage you, if you're not, to talk to one of us about what it means to follow Jesus. Because we love Jesus, and he loves you, and he wants you to have this amazing journey. But it's a tough journey, let's be honest. This isn't uh, one of these tall evangelists who will tell you, hey, you come become a Christian, it's all great. It's a lie. It's a struggle, we all know it. <laughs> so let's go on to the next slide. So um, what we're going to do is go through uh, Romans chapter 12, verses uh, 1 to 3. 
So I'm going to read this together, and we can read together here. Thank you, Bill. And I'm going to read right here, and it says here, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance. There's that word endurance again. Run with endurance the race that God has set before us. The first thing I want to say is that uh, it's interesting. This, this cloud of witnesses here is you go back to, to Hebrews 11, and there's all these dudes from the Old Testament that went through it. You ever see, when you, when you were a kid, was it ever like this? I, know, I don't know with, with you guys, but we had this place, this creek, and um, I was afraid of jumping. But I saw one dude jump, and my other friend jump, and I thought, well, if you can do it, <laughs> I, can do it. I can do it, right? That's the, kind of the example that it is. So those dudes jumped the creek and at Evergreen School, Scotch Plains, and there used to be a creek there, guys. And, and then I jumped the creek and I made it. And I was like, yes, I made it through. What these guys are in Hebrews, and, and, and Michael talked about some of it, crossing the Jordan. These people like Joshua and other people, they, they lived a life. They were just like us. And they survived. They finished the course. They stayed for the 15 rounds like Rocky wanted to do. They came and they were victorious at the end. They kept their faith. And this is the deal. So these witnesses here are those people like that. Or maybe other people, even in your life. Even in your life, you have people that you look up to. Like, like my dad. I was very close to my dad. And I saw he was a World War II veteran. Omaha Beach, the whole thing, and a, a greatest generation, in my opinion. And, and he would, always, you know, he had a tough life. He had TB. He came out, spent two years in a veteran's hospital, and he had faith in my phone's ringing. That's my mom right now, believe it or not. My mom's <laughs> <laughs> mom. Mom. Baby, I'll come with you. Pick me up. All right, I'll pick me up. Okay, thank you. Honey. All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> He had to deal with my mother. <laughs> you know, he had it all going on. He had it all. And, and, and he would always tell me, he said, I can do anything. I'm a veteran. And, 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 and I'm a veteran. And he said, he, had, he became, he was an alcoholic. He spent two years in a veteran's hospital, Bonnie Byrne, with TV after the war. He was a hero. And I looked up to him. And then he was an alcoholic, but then he became a Christian. And then he said, David, with Jesus, you walk with the king. You keep your eyes on Jesus. No matter what happens in your life, you keep your eyes on him. And I remember the day that, the last day of his life, he said, you remember, walk with Jesus. Walk with Jesus. Keep focused on Jesus. Take the bull by the horns. That was his big thing. Take the bull by the horns. Never give it up. Never give in. You have a God that's on your side. And, and, and you see, these are the witnesses that we have here. Okay, so you're not alone in this journey, in this race. In the, in the amazing race that it is. There's a TV show I never saw. It's called The Amazing Race. There's no greater race than, than this journey that you can go on. And he's saying, look, there's all these huge witnesses. It's not the dude at Shea Stadium I saw once years ago with the pot belly. You know the type. The pot belly, he had like a mustard stain on his shirt. He had four hot dogs going on and two beers. And he's going, yeah, well, go on. Well, that huge shirt, why did you do that? And it, the guy never played a day in his life. But he's out there going, yeah, we're not doing We who? You know, but these guys, these are real witnesses. And he wants us 
to take courage from what we see. And we should, that's why as a church, you see, we need to take courage from each other. We need to be encouraged. We're on this journey together as a church family. And we're on a journey, and I hate to keep plugging it, over to Springfield, New Jersey, by faith. We're going to go there, and we're going to reach thousands of people for Jesus Christ. Amen. And, and, and you don't see the fasting. So that's where we are. And you're before the story says, you got to do some things. you got to have some prep. Right? That's why I had to whistle out before. Right? we got to prep a little bit, right? You can't expect to run a marathon or an obstacle course without training. You'd be crazy to do that. I always wanted to do the, the strongman thing. What do you call that? Ironman. The Ironman thing. Why are you laughing? <laughs> you don't think I can do it, huh? Is that it? <laughs> but it's like, it's like two and a half mile run, a hundred, a hundred mile bike race, and then a marathon. I mean, is that in the heat of Hawaii? I mean, crazy, crazy situation going on. But you can't do anything until you prepare, right? There has to be some kind of prep going on. You can't expect, I'm looking at somebody I know that had to get trained as a firefighter, getting rid of these big, to practice these big, heavy things around his, his, his body to, to fight forest fire, get all this equipment. He had to train for that. And there's some training that goes on when you're, when you're a believer. And, 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 but the coach, the great coach, who's Jesus, is there. He's there with us, helping us. And then one of the first things he says, guys, you got to like strip of all junk that gets in your way. Right? When you're in training, you don't get out, you don't like go with the girls, or maybe you do. You don't take, you don't like drink, you know, you eat right, you work out. The average Olympian spends 7,000 hours, 7,000 hours in training for the, for, from one Olympics to the next. Uh, by the way, Paul's using uh, uh, Olympic imagery. The idea of the fight, the idea of the race, he was very familiar with the Olympics. And that's why he's using it. And he knew, just like we know, he knew that what it takes to be a champion. And he wants us, God wants us to be champions for him. So he's using this imagery of fighting and of boxing and of, of, of racing. He's using this imagery here. It's very powerful imagery. And the idea here in the early, uh, in, the, in the days of the Olympics, they, uh, the, the, um, the Olympians actually stripped naked. You know? So. <laughs> Don't get excited. Don't get excited. It's not happening. But that's the word here to strip off. It, it, it's really to, any, any encumberment. It really means a weight. Whatever weight it is in your life that's holding you back, uh, it, it could be anything. It could be, I hate to say it, it could be, it could be work. It could be a relationship that you know you shouldn't be in, but we all know, and God knows, you know, you shouldn't be in that relationship. It could be uh, working that you, 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 you just put, you're putting your work ahead of Jesus, because the first thing should be Jesus, and then everything else will fall into place. But, but it's hard, because it's a struggle, right? It's agony. To, we, we have to make choices. That's what a struggle means. It's a choice. We have to agonize. Do I do this? Do I do that? And, and God says, you trust me. But it's this weight. And I remember, I'm just a little, little fun analogy. I, I, one of my kids, when they were, uh, Rebecca, my little girl, and Jesse, my, my son, who's about six foot four, 200 and something, and is really huge, uh, they used to hang on to my leg. 
<laughs> I was like, I was like trying to like get away from the keep hanging on, and, and it was a weight, right? So I want you to think about what is it in your life right now that you want to you want to run the race with Jesus. You want to you want to finish the journey strong. You want to be close to Him, and you want to be used of God. That's what it's about. And, and, but what is it that's holding you back? What is that weight, that sin, whatever that is, that's holding you back? This is what Paul is saying. This is your preparation here. This is what's going on. Because once you get in the race, there's no going back. Once you get in the race, it's like, and, and, and myself, uh, my, um, you know, I, I tried out back in the day. Uh, my, my, my brother actually went to Valley Forge Military School in Pennsylvania. He did that to avoid going to Vietnam. So, but if you, if you, if you uh, were in the military school, you didn't have to go back then to Vietnam right away. And when he got there, he thought it was going to be cool. The first day, he calls my dad, get me out of here. This place is, I'll go to Vietnam. Get me, get me home. They don't feel, I can't, they don't give me food. The guy was, my brother's big. I need food and, and they're running me to death. <laughs> And my father said, take the bull by the horns. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and so the idea is when you sign up, when you're a Christian, you're in the race whether you realize it or not. It's not a hundred yard dash. I've met so many believers. That's why when, when I see folks come in here and they say, Pastor Dave, I am so excited about God in this church. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I always go, I learned. Really? That's wonderful. Let's see how it goes. Because it's tough being a Christian. It's tough walking in faith. It's tough growing a, ch a church plant from zero to, 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 to several locations. It takes faith. It takes hard work. It takes training in Jesus Christ. So the idea here is I always say, okay, okay, we'll see how it goes. Because I've seen so many people like putter out. They're in the first round, they're strong, they're going, come on, baby, I'm smacking. <laughs> Second round is like, by the third round, it's like, get me out of here. God says, go to the next one. He says this about that. He says, and let us run. That word run, by the way, means trek us, trek them in. We, it's a first form, it means uh, trek, where you get Star Trek. That's the trek, you ever go on a trek? That's what that word is. Let us run with endurance. That word endurance is the word for perseverance. It's a word to, to suffer patiently. You, know, you see how it all fits into this idea of race? That it's an agony. Who likes running marathons in this place? Does anybody? All right, we have one marathon runner. God bless you. Give, him, give the sister a hand. mindset to know I'm not just running 400 yards I'm not just running a mile or five miles I'm running 20 whatever miles and I better be ready because I know that wall is coming at mile 12 or whatever it is that I have to be to, to prepare for that and it takes endurance it takes patience Jesus has a lot to say about endurance as I said the word quit is not in God's vocabulary he expects his kids, because he's going to give you the tools. Once you're in the game, you ain't getting out of the game. You're not, you're not getting out of the game. You're not going to the bench. There's no bench in, in, in the Christian life. 
There's no timeouts in the Christian life. There's no, oh, wait, 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 I need a water break. The Holy Spirit is your eternal water break. Amen. Forever. Amen. And this idea of endurance, Jesus says there's so many warnings in the scripture. He says, only those who endure to the end shall be saved. No one putting their hands in the plow and looking back, going, it sure looks good at home. I had all that roast beef. My brother said that. <laughs> I had all this. No one who puts their hands in the plow and goes back is worthy of being my disciple. This is not work salvation. This is just working out your faith. He's saying, this is a commitment. Yeah. We need to take our commitment to Jesus seriously because he takes it seriously whether we like it or not. And that's the whole idea of that word, endurance. And notice that, this is what I love. I love this though, guys. Here's the, here's the, here's the beautiful thing, is that we want to set our course in life. And I love this. And there's nothing wrong with that, having a dream. God wants, many times it says in, in Psalms 37.4, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart and really what that means is you delight in God. You just so submit to Him that He'll, he'll twist your will to be in line with His. And you'll get all that you're looking for. God knows what you really need. You just know what you want. And, and the idea of this, this course, you see, the idea is not to win. The idea is to finish. To finish strong. I have finished the course. I have finished the race. I have kept my faith. And the beautiful thing about here is that God is the one that sets the race. He sets the course. He knows what's going to happen. He's, you see that? He actually set it before us, that, 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 that obstacle course, whatever it is, that marathon. So he knows. He knows what you need. He knows how to get the best out of his Christian athlete. He knows exactly what obstacles to put in your life. God doesn't waste pain. He knows exactly where it is that you need help in. And he's going to tailor a program, like a personal trainer. you got a personal trainer, and they tailor a program specifically for you. Not for that dude, that 359-pound guy with the mustard stain. We love 359 guys with mustard stains, so don't, don't, you know. But I'm just giving that example. And, and so it's all tailored to... To, to us. And he knows what he can take. And I remember, I have a heart condition. I have a chronic atrial fibrillation. I'm, I'm in irregular rhythm right now. I could drop, I could drop right now and get taken to the hospital if, I, if they didn't know that I'm okay. But I do have that. And, and, and the thing is, I have to go to cardiologists like every six months or so. And they put me on this treadmill thing. And anybody have, anyone have stress test? And, and they put you on this treadmill thing and it's like, you get up and oh, this is easy, I can handle this. It starts off real slow. And I'm going, yeah, yeah, I'm into it. This is not good. Hey, doc, just to take your blood pressure along the way, I'm going. Yeah, it's wonderful. And all of a sudden, it subtly gets more. And then I'm going, this is a little quick. Okay, I can still feel it. I'm good. I'm good, doc. Yeah, I'm good. Then all of a sudden, it's, doc. Doc. My shoe falls off. Doc. You killed me. And he goes, I made my heartbeat. He goes, he goes, I'm not killing you. I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm just testing you. 
I know what's going on in your life. You have a God that knows everything. And to some of us in our hearts, what we do, first thing we do is we compare our, our treks with everyone else. Oh, how come Anthony has this? And I have these mountains and stuff that I have to go up in. These deserts here, I can barely sustain, but he has this nice, flat plain. Right? Do you ever do that in life? You see someone else? But why did they get all this? Why is that person married at 20 and I'm still single at 50? Why did I get cancer? Why did my dad die? Why, why, why? And we look at other people and Jesus goes, no, I don't want you to look at other people. This is for you. This course is right for you. I know exactly what you need. Amen. It's right for you and I love you. You just stay close to me. Don't give up. Don't give in. Have patience. I'm with you. And you're going to look back. And I love it. You know, I love, you know, there's a coach. We had a coach. They would train us so hard in football. It would be like, I want to They didn't allow water in those days on the football field. And it was like, they wouldn't give us anything. But and, and we hated them, the coach. And, and it was like, you know, torture, agony, agony. But, but, but you know what? When the fourth quarter came around, we had energy. When the fourth quarter came around, we were dominating the other people because they got weary. They gave up. But we were still going because, oh, it's time to leave? Okay. <laughs> we were still going because we were conditioned that way. You have a savior. He says this, how, how do we, how do we not give up? Verse three, he says by fixing we do this, that is not get weary and endure, by fixing our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy of waiting and he endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people, then you won't become weary. So the idea is fixing our eyes on Him. The idea is not competing against anyone else. The idea is to finish the course that He set before Him. And finishing life on a strong note. And it's fixing your eyes on Jesus. I, I love that. It, it means to be so fixated, you're not seeing anything else. It's like you have blinders. And all you're seeing is Jesus. You're just looking at Jesus and it's all... Jesus and you, this guy's doing this. I'm not worried about, you know, you can tell people who aren't fixed on Jesus, they're more worried about other people than themselves. What do I care? I'm not worried about that. I'm fixing on Jesus. It's all about Jesus. And, and I, my little boy, Jesse, uh, the first time he learned to walk, I remember, and I, we have a number of little ones here, and I love that. Hey, little one. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember his first steps. And I remember getting down on my knees, and I remember the little boy, you know how they wobble when they, when they walk, they walk in like, like, like this, and I said, honey, no, look at daddy. Just look at my eyes. Come to daddy. Come to daddy. You can do it. You can do it. Don't, 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 don't. You, you have it. Do you know that's what your Abba Father is saying to you? No matter what we're going through, we say that. Amen. It may, it may take time. You may be wobbled a little bit. You know, you go through pain. You may want to give up life. You know, like I saw the Olympics recently, and this woman fell down, but she kept going 
limping toward the finish line. She was like looking at the finish line and our goal here is to keep our eyes on the prize, which is Jesus. And oh, a sickness comes along. I'm hobbled. I lose my job and I'm hobbled. I'm going to give up because I'm depressed over it. But no, I keep my eyes on Jesus. Amen. I keep my eyes on the much for your love. Father, I pray if there's anyone in this room that feels like giving up and, and just, 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 Lord, I pray that your spirit would fill them, that we would have compassion on them and love for them. I pray, Lord, Father, that you would give us the ability to trust you, to fix our eyes on you and consider you in the garden. You agonize. That's that word, guys. He sweat great drops of blood. It's passion season. And he was on his knees and he he didn't want, even he struggled. He said, Father, if it be possible, I beg you, if it be possible, if there's some other way, some other way, Lord, I don't want to be separate from you, Lord. I don't want to leave you, Father. You were with me. You, I, I love you, but if there's any other way, Lord, if it's not, I want your will and not my will. And because he loves you, he agonized and sweat great drops of blood. And he suffered the cross for you. He suffered the shame for you. He suffered everything for you so that you may live a life of victory and not give in, not give up, but to endure forever. Father, I pray for all this, and I pray that it would be real for us in Jesus' name. Amen.